And time to talk TV with Caitlin Cherry. Hi, Caitlin. Yoda. Did you watch the election covered on Saturday night and any observations? I definitely did. In fact, I had decided, because I was doing this review today, that I would give it a brief review for you. Yes, please. So I actually was surrounded by laptops and phones and making sure I was across <laughs> all of it. And Thank you. Around. Thank you. In yeah, fact, talking to, people, talking to people here at um, RNZ, a lot of people were three-screening it on Saturday night, yeah. so they didn't miss anything. You, I, I think most of them keep up with the, 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 the big issues really well. So overall, I would say... Very good presenters and very good expert guests. Um, when it comes to the visuals, though, the TV channels are just such a cut above the rest um, for obvious reasons. You know, they have the right cameras and they have the right studios and lighting and all of those things. However, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, I think non-television media outlets doing visuals. It's just that um, it's never going to be quite as uh kind of sumptuous and yeah. lovely to look at. So um, RNZ, for example, I liked the simplicity um, and it was kind of welcome compared to some of the glitz and the clutter of the main channels that at times started to look a bit American. Yeah. But the background in the studio is just so beige and drab and sort of 70s, it just really ruined it for me, um, especially when you compare it with the excellent live crosses to reporters who were at various HQs, which are full of all this colour and depth, and then back to the studio, it did look, you know, a little bit, you know, like a, a studio from the office, if you know what I mean. Um, as for the TV channels, uh, TVNZ was a bit looser than usual, so normally they're a bit, they play it a bit straight, but Cam John Campbell was a bit, you know, had a bit of fun, he was channeling a bit of um, Patrick Gower. And um, there were a few laughs, they had good graphics, they had really interesting panellists. Uh, Jack Tame was the numbers guy. Uh, News Hub always can be relied on to have that good analysis as well and the high energy, but usually you can rely on them to have a bit of sort of that organised, slightly manic chaos and laughter as they get the information out because it's a very intense evening. Yeah. Uh, they were great graphics, but I did think sometimes the graphics were just a little bit much. Um, but I enjoyed all of the people in Patrick Gower doing the numbers. Did, what do you think of the TV3 laser Kiwi? I It's interesting. It's actually all anyone's talking about today, so that is one good thing. I think why not have a bit of fun and be silly? Okay. Doesn't bother me, okay. but not everyone liked it. Uh, so NZ Herald, I checked out who then who basically were running News Talk. What I quite liked about that was that it wasn't pretending to be anything other than a radio show with pictures. Mm -hmm. So they were in the radio studio doing radio and kind of the, that honesty, I think, worked quite well. Great review. Thank you. And always kind of interesting to see when a politician arrives. And I mean, we don't have much of this in New Zealand, do we? The media scrums that that really, or maybe we don't often see it because it's live. You see the reporters jostling, trying to get in there first with the question, trying to keep up with the politician as they move through a crowded room. I mean, I don't know if everyone finds it exciting, but I guess as a media person, I find it interesting and, and, and pretty exciting to watch. I do too, but the, the issue is that everyone's a media person these days, so if you've got your camera, you've got to film through all these people holding out their phones filming it for themselves as well, yeah. so it's kind of like this, this new element of everyone filming. Uh, good stuff. Okay, now you've also been watching Beckham on Netflix. I've been hearing good things about this show. Yeah, so I had um, thought, why would I watch that, you know, initially, feeling quite judgmental. However... 
Uh, I'd watched the Arnold documentary, which I really liked, which I reviewed a few weeks ago. So I decided to watch this, and it is very good, really interesting, and really revealing. So I didn't know a heck, heck of a lot about David Beckham's career other than Bend it like Beckham, that he was really talented, married a really famous woman, had four kids, you know, just the sort of usual, but I didn't know that detail. So each um, each of the parts divides into a part of his life. So the first part is his childhood and becoming a footballer. And there's lovely home video footage of his childhood games. Um, he was brilliant even as a mm. child, but his father did push him quite hard. Um can tell he's got a really close family and his parents were interviewed. Uh, he talked a lot about his childhood and his, his, you know, push up into Manchester United, which was his father's favourite team. And he had one of the, his former teammates who'd started that young with him speaks about him as well. Um, the big thing was when he got a red card at the 88, 98 World Cup. So the match against Argentina went to penalties. It was the semi-final, I think it was. And he had been red carded, so he couldn't be in the penalty shootout, which would have obviously potentially won them the game, given his technical prowess. And the entire country hated him. Like, <sighs> for a long time, he got booed everywhere he went. He got booed when he played. He got abused in the street. His parents had media camped outside of their house. It was actually quite horrific. He was only 23, and, you know, there were front page stories about him. He's like the most hated man in the UK. <laughs> and it was like I sort of had thought, you know, I was like many people saying, oh, well, you're really rich and, you know, you can hack it. You deserve it. But watching this and looking at it from his perspective and the fact that his friends and teammates were actually genuinely worried about him, about the hatred, yeah. that um, that his wife was like, I think he's clinically depressed. I'm really concerned um, and they just had their first baby and they were really terrified because they were getting death and kidnapping threats. So I had a lot of empathy for him as a young 23-year-old who just somehow got through that. He just kept working, kept trying, never stopped, just sort of tried to hold his head up high and just get through it. And he succeeded. And I think it tells you a lot about, you know, resilience and success that just because someone's successful, it doesn't mean they haven't had terrible, difficult things happen to them. No, <laughs> no. And, and while it may be kind of hard to feel sorry for people um, who are wealthy and, and famous, in fact, they suffer in just the same ways as anyone else does, I suppose. Um, well, when your entire nation hates you, yeah. it actually must be pretty awful. <laughs> you know all about it, yeah. You know all about I think a lesser person without a good family around them would have potentially, you know, just fallen apart. Yeah, and eventually everyone got over it, hey? Yeah, well, he kept playing and he started playing, you know, really well and then they kind of loved him. Um, it talk, it's about his also relationship with Sir Alex Ferguson, who had supported him all through the Manchester United years, and they basically had his back. That was part of how he got through it all. Mm. They were like a family to him. And then he ended up going to Real Madrid, and it sort of talks about all of those various things. When he got there, suddenly it was like an even higher level of game, and he had to really step up. Um, so we meet his football rivals, his coaches, and everyone talks really openly um, and honestly. It's... Um, it didn't delve into some of the issues such as his alleged affair with his um, when he was in Spain. It sort of glosses over that, but it doesn't seem to be that kind of documentary. So the director is Fisher Stevens, and he is a filmmaker and actor. So he's in succession as one of the balding white guys <laughs> who works for yeah. um, the boss. 
yeah, and he he kind of inserts himself into it sometimes, but I think the way he's done it is more like a therapy session in some ways, where he's just obviously sat down and got them to got his subject matters to look back, watch videos, talk him through it, and he's asked them questions that kind of try to get more out of them. And um, at the end, they both mentioned that both him and Victoria mentioned it's a little bit like having therapy, <laughs> the whole process of making it. And yeah. Think about it, all those things a, that happened to them. I, I read a story about um, the because I think Beckham himself is a, is a producer on it and, and presumably has final sign off, or at least has, has partly funded it, which, you know, in, in a pure kind of journalistic sense, that would tend to compromise um, a documentary. But you feel like there's that you see and learn enough from it that that doesn't really matter. It didn't bother me too much because I felt it was a fairly intimate portrayal of him. He did show us his cupboards, which this is what made me want to marry him. Not that he's gorgeous and rich, but the fact that his cupboards are like color coordinated. He <laughs> folds all his shirts, he folds yeah. his underpants, he folds his socks. He's so he's a real perfectionist and he cleans the kitchen every day. And I was like, can you just come and live with me and sort out my cupboards? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Um, we'll try and get a message to him, Caitlin. Thank you. Uh, sounds good. What about The Lincoln Lawyer? So um, this is the season two of The Lincoln Lawyer. This is also on Netflix. So I should say um, the Beckham documentary is on Netflix. Yeah. I've read a lot of Michael Connolly's book. So this is based on Michael Connolly's book, uh, he writes about two main characters. One's Mickey Heller, the LA defence lawyer, who often works out of his Lincoln, and Harry Bosch, who is a police officer. So this series, and there's been another series called Bosch about that character. So this is about Mickey Heller. Uh, so the background is he's got two ex-wives, one of whom works with him, and the other is the mother of his daughter, and she's a district attorney. So she's on the other side of his, um, you know, defense when it comes mm. to what he does for a job. He's a gifted defense lawyer. He often uses past clients who've been unable to pay to do favors for him or sort of help him out with various things. It's all legal, but not entirely ethical. Um, for example, he'll hire a former client who couldn't pay to be his driver so that he can do his work in the car between yeah. all his court and client and prison meetings yeah. and things. And in this series, also, um, his Mexican heritage is much bigger focus than in the books. So we'll often slip into speaking Spanish when talking to people. Um, it's really enjoyable as a good classic courtroom drama. It's got all of the intrigue you want. Uh, this series is centered around a chef who's accused of killing a local developer who'd been trying to buy her home and adjoining restaurant to build apartments. So there's all this intrigue and there's like courtroom drama and last minute changes and new witnesses and all of those things that you want in a good gritty courtroom drama, plus a sort of a bit of his life of outs outside it and a little bit of the other people's lives around him. It's good. It's good. I really like it. I mean, I like courtroom dramas, though. You know, I like all of that. Um, the yeah, investigator me too. is me off too. finding things out, and then they. That's why I did a law degree because the LA law makes it look like <laughs> such an exciting life. The real thing wasn't quite so exciting, but you know, you can dream. You can dream. Apparently, yeah. What I've heard is law is just reading, 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 reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Much less dressing up in gorilla costumes than there was in uh, LA law. Good stuff. The Lincoln Lawyer season two. Great recommend uh, recommendation, Caitlin. Nice to talk to you.
Nice to talk to you. Bye. Our TV critic, Caitlin Cherry, and she was also talking about the doco Beckham on Netflix.